0: The following program, the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by AccuNet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of AccuNet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands.
1: Welcome to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. Getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian and David Wickert.
0: Well, good morning, and thanks for tuning in today. I'm Brian Wickert, the majority owner of Acunet Mortgage and licensed real estate broker with Acunet Realty Advisors, along with my son, David, who's our chief client experience officer and senior loan consultant at Acunet Mortgage, and himself, also a licensed real estate broker. Agent, are you David? You're an agent. Salesperson, real salesperson. Okay. Yes. If you've got a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the Old National Bank talk and text line, which is 855 616 1620 Old National Bank. Get old. And so, David, uh, we know, we didn't talk about this with Libby, but we already know what the headlines will be on tomorrow morning's uh, TV talk shows. For sure. What's it going to well, be?
2: Well, uh, Probably later today, the FDIC is going to take over seize. I believe is the word. So they're going to seize First Republic Bank. Uh, in what in the breathless headline tomorrow is going to be the second largest bank failure in American history, because they had a bunch of assets at the end of the first quarter. This has been widely expected. Uh, first Republic Bank has been the has been a zombie, you might say, for the last couple of weeks. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa!
0: what we okay all right last couple of weeks all right they really started circling the drain on monday this last y- monday when yes they, on their earnings call because they're a publicly traded bank yeah they said hey everybody um 41 percent of our deposits like yeah. 77 billion dollars went out of our bank yeah. In in the first three months of the year, and remember, this was the same bank that got a thirty billion dollar infusion of deposits from mm-hmm. all the big banks. Their competitors, mm-hmm. the J.P. Morgan Chase, Citibank, Wells Fargo, Bank of America. They all said, "Oh, these first Republic guys are cool, and you don't have to worry about it." They put in thirty billion. Well, too bad. Other people took out a hundred billion. And and when you have a run on a bank, that's why they're they're going under. But the FDIC this weekend is working feverishly to find a buyer yeah. so that they don't have to once again say, Oh, we're invoking the emergency powers that we have and we're going to insure all depositors, even those above the $250,000 limit. So they're hoping to cut a deal um, this weekend, yet today, so that that new bank will just take over all the deposits and everything will be fine. What impact, David, is this going to have on mortgage rates?
2: Exactly nothing or I'm going to I'm going to answer a question you didn't ask which was and how will this impact home buyers who are out looking for houses this weekend or to come and the answer is absolutely nothing there's some wonky you know how mortgage backed securities get traded and how they you know dump those out after a bank gets seized that is nerd stuff that you and I text about you know after hours but yeah. for home shoppers out there when you tune in tomorrow morning to your favorite morning show and they're like first Republic goes bust you will already know the answer it does not impact you one iota and hopefully people won't be nervous about this like they were
0: when it happened in March with Silicon Valley Bank and what was the other one synergy signature signature Bank out in New York hopefully you know this is kind of like "Oh, that again so you don't no need to be nervous. Your bank is fine. You don't have to go take your money out of your bank. Okay, so now over to um,
2: so that was headline. Headline, head, headline uh, uh, what do we want to call it? Uh, we, we dismissed that one headline, and then you've got a second headline that you want to take a stick to. Yeah, this one is realtor.com just yesterday, and it says, What
0: goes up must come down? Question mark why a mortgage rate free fall may be dead ahead. I saw that headline. I thought I got to read that (laughs) (laughs) because I would love for there to be a mortgage rate free fall dead ahead. Well, it turns out that the quote that they somehow decided to turn into that headline was from Freddie Mac's chief economist, Sam Cater. And here's what he said, quote, with the rate of inflation, decelerating rates should gently. Decline over the course of 2023. (laughs) Gently decline equals more. No, no, no. Just gently. So let me give you the latest. Uh, uh, And ironically, Freddie Mac has not updated their interest rate forecast since October. Mm -hmm. which is bizarre the mortgage bankers association though just came out with their latest forward looking uh predictions and they're saying that the 30-year fixed rate will average 6.2 percent in the april through june quarter and actually Fannie Mae, for once, is a little rosier. They're thinking that we're going to float down to 6.1 on average this quarter. Okay. Uh, the NBA then says, hey, in that third quarter, that's the July through September period, they think the 30 year fixed rate is going to drift down to 5.8, uh, whereas Fannie Mae says 5.9, so pretty close. And then in the last three months of the year, our pals at the NBA uh, think that the 30 year fixed is going to get down to 5.5 whereas
2: Fannie says 5.7 so that's
0: all positive for those of us in the mortgage and real estate world yes you have a comment over there
2: well and as we were saying with our friend Libby before the show it's nice that rates might come down which will rates right now have not stopped 99 out of a hundred people who want to go buy a house the real our hope the real benefit of rates coming down is it will dislodge some sellers from feeling stuck in their house, right? Because they're hanging on to something that probably starts with a three mm-hmm. and that they'll feel more comfortable sticking up for sale sign in the yard back half of this year and then into 2024. That would that would begin to alleviate what is the true problem. Rates, not the problem right now. Well, not for buyers, it's listings. Yep, and, and now let's also point out that
0: um, all, real estate is all local. And so while we're describing this super lack of inventory in southeastern Wisconsin, I got an email newsletter from a realtor in Naples where listings there have doubled mm. compared to a year ago. Um, I'm gonna, We're going to come back and talk about a first-time homebuyer uh, in the Chicago market where things are different than here in southeastern Wisconsin. When we come back, you're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ.
1: Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, we're going to call this segment uh,
0: pre-approval malpractice uh, <laughs> by other lenders. So I, I get a call on Monday. No, it was an email from a financial advisor in Chicago saying, hey, you, you need to, and including a first-time home buyer, and uh, whose name is Ryan. Hey, you know what? This is to introduce you to. Please connect.
2: Um help, I think help. is the email you got.
0: Yeah. And so this first time homebuyer had gotten a accepted offer on a condo in the Chicago market. Uh it was listed for, I believe, uh two fifty. And just to show you how different it was, he got his offer accepted at two thirty. So wow. That's kind of nice, so that, that would not be happening in general unless the place was grossly uh, overvalued or overlisted on this mm-hmm, price. Mm-hmm. But we're getting into it, and he had had a pre-approval from a large Chicago-headquartered mortgage banking company, and as we went through the, okay, how can I help you, um, I find I found a minefield
2: of issues that could scuttle the deal um and but but wait he got a pre-approval from this other lender i thought you said exactly
0: and and for one thing when i when i obtained uh ryan's credit report i didn't see any inquiry from this other lender aha i quickly concluded they used what's called a soft pull credit report meaning Hmm. They accessed the borrower's credit information, but they said, we're really not gonna use it to make a lending decision. Interesting, even though we're gonna issue this pre-approval. That's you can borrow kind of the that. money, maybe. Maybe, but the one thing that I know is true, because we fiddled around with these soft pool credit reports a little bit, is you cannot run the scenario through Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's um, automated underwriting engines unless yeah. you have a real credit report. And boy, if there was ever a scenario where we needed to make certain of things. This is it because in addition to having a 721 FICO score, which is now what is that third best? Yeah, fourth best. Yeah, I think it's fourth best category because now the best is 780. Mm -hmm. um, Which is not a plus. Uh, This fellow has been on a job where he's earned commission income less than two years. Mm. So so one of the big question marks was, Am I going to be able to use his 2022 commission income? And had any real Freddie Mac underwriter taken a look at that to, to opine? Well, what this other lender told him was, well, yeah, we're just gonna go with this. And if it doesn't work out that we can use your commission income, we'll just add your dad as a cosigner. Well, wow. What what if dad has a lot of debt? Yeah. What What if Dad, you know, is divorced and has uh, alimony or separate payment, separate maintenance payments that are going to, you know, make him not attractive to add? You just assume, well, I'm going to add my dad, and he makes a lot of money. If this were us, we would have run that down right and had the dad's application.
2: Yeah. If, if we before, thought there was any question. Well, he, they they handed him a pre-approval, which was no plan at all.
0: Correct correct so uh, on top of that lenders always measure um, people's financial blood pressure right which is what are your total monthly obligations going to be with the condo and uh, with all your other monthly obligations and 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 then divide that by your gross monthly income yeah does it or does it not include the commission income well if we can't include the commission income this this deal is dead on arrival with the son only if we can use it, it works, but by the slimmest of margins. The absolute hard maximum that Fannie Mae's or Freddie Mac's automated underwriting system will approve is if you're spending fifty no forty nine point nine. We get this guy approved. I'll give you the punchline with a forty nine point five three percent debt to income rate. Tight. Tight as the lid on a pickle jar. couple more interesting things about this scenario when we come back. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620, WTMJ.
1: Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right. We're
0: continuing the story of our first-time condo buyer in the Chicago market where things are way different. Uh, than they are in Southeastern Wisconsin. In fact, David, while we were on this last break, I looked up um, cash offers, you know, that's the creme de la creme, right? Every seller would love to have a cash buyer with no other contingencies. And in April uh, so far, only 18% of single-family detached uh, closed sales were cash offers according to the Multiple Listing Service. That's in the five-county metro Milwaukee area. What do you think the percentage of cash offers were on condos? more
2: how if much only more? because can I, it was, and I was going to say more because generally condos are at a price point that's a little bit lower than single yeah. family maybe bringing some more cash buyers into the pool so is it more okay. yeah, well, yes okay. how much more uh, double ok close 41% 4 <laughs>
0: out of 10 were cash offers and condos in the five county metro area. Oof. That's that's why our other buyer we've been tracking is I think having so much trouble. Yeah. Um and I, by the way I just also had another retired couple uh writing way over asking price. I think the asking price was 330. They said we'll go up to 350, didn't get the deal. And we think Here it's totally yeah, yeah, here in Milwaukee. So things are different. So this condo buyer gets it for 20 grand, uh, gets an accepted offer for 20 grand under asking in the Chicago market. Yeah. And now, now I will also point out it's a one bedroom a condo. So I don't know how much demand there is. Yeah. After, and it's a building that was built in 1960 or 61. So it's as old as I am. Uh, but not as young as you are
2: dad come on Oh, thank
0: you that's right (laughs) Uh, anyway so so one of the challenges was hey you make Commission income and can we use that or not Uh, another issue that was interesting because this is all a confluence of factors right where's the non-payment coming from well I'm gonna get a forty six thousand dollar gift from my dad Hmm. oh turns out then to be 43 when it's all done oh I'm going to take 10 grand out of my Roth IRA which can you do that penalty free David no
2: there's that 10 percent. yeah yes you can can. oh for uh yeah
0: yeah for the purchase of a home you can take 10 grand out now of your IRA or 401k penalty free because this guy's in his mid-20s otherwise you'd have to pay a penalty yeah. for taking the money out because it's a Roth he doesn't have to pay income tax mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's kind of it we got like 53 grand well closing costs are kind of high in Chicago
2: yes uh, not because of Acunet work. it's no. because of it's the structural it's the way costs just are in Illinois the so title companies yeah. they
0: they charge uh, a closing fee based on the dollar amount of the loan, like yeah. really, it was so much harder to close. The paper was so much
2: loan. more expensive for oh, us to close. Way more to
0: print those big numbers. Um, and so, anyway, we are barely have enough money for mm-hmm. him to close. With all, and there's also, by the way, a city of Chicago transfer tax. So we're like we're like razor thin on every element of this guy's pre-approval Oh wait, he has a lot of student debt that's in deferment. Yeah. Well, Fannie Mae makes you charge one percent of the loan balance for a theoretical payment. So if you've got ten grand, it's a hundred dollar assumed payment. So I had to go to the Freddie Mac playbook, where it's only half of that. Can we back so I'm up? I'm using a every tool in the toolbook to slide this guy through the
2: eye of the needle. Yes, you over there. As we started this story, the real his previous lender, who sponsors a baseball stadium on the south side of Chicago, okay. uh, they said, yeah, you're ready to climb this mountain, and then they handed him a tank top to to climb up this mountain because he was nowhere near ready, or and yeah. there was no game plan, and only because you are the best at this is it like you know what I'm gonna make sure you don't freeze to death on Mount Mortgage and you are rescuing (laughs) you are rescuing this non plan right Right. and and he's just a first-time homebuyer though he only knows what he knows I'm not blaming him it's it's that the 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 mountain guide was like yeah you're good you start walking up the mountain yep and you know what we'll do we'll send your dad to rescue you to co-sign if there's a problem in case you start freezing don't worry we'll send your dad with a jacket it'll be fine (laughs)
0: <laughs> i like that that's a great mortgage so um so now miraculously like within two days we get his loan approved subject oh, to yeah. right so boom okay we we and we win the lottery and we can use his last year's commission income cool now though he starts asking questions and he and i don't blame him i'm not upset with him but it's like hey can i finance my closing costs I'm like, no, because you can't afford one nickel more of mortgage payment.
2: I can't lend you anymore. more. Yeah, I can't lend
0: you anymore because it would make your payment go up. And you are right at the razor's edge.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, I heard about this closing cost assistance program. Well, let me look into that. Nope. You don't qualify for that. You make too much money. So when we come back. We're going to talk about one of your clients who you called on the last break. You told me he is your favorite customer of the year so far. Oh, yeah. And we'll tell you why when we come back. Right now, it's time to turn it over to the 24-hour news desk.
1: Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ.
2: Welcome back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, or the... Yacht Rock Mortgage Radio Show. Thank you, Isaac, for bringing us back with some Doobie Brothers. I'm David Wickert. That's Brian Wickert over there. Uh, by the way, if you have a question or a comment, you can always call or text us on the Old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. So, Dad, uh, we've talked, I think, for many weeks about the the pain point in real estate right now is listings. And so... That has now led to buyers trying to continue to innovate. What are the ways in which I can make my offer stand out, right? How can I be noticed? Because right. when, when it's you versus 5, 10, I, I had a closing on Friday. They won against 20 other offers. It's like, Whoa. how do you stand out, right? Uh, so I've seen, hey, I'll buy you a case of beer you know, at wow. closing. Well, that's got to be some special beer. But not the one. What's the one that Grandpa used to drink? That uh, was Meisterbrow. Oh, Meister, so Brau. Meister Brau. Okay. <laughs> Google a review if you want to be amused. Google a review of the taste
0: of Meisterbrow, and you will be rolling in the aisles. I promise. Okay. But back to your story. Oh, okay. So but you,
2: beer. Yeah. Um. I had I had someone offer to buy the seller a chicken.
0: Now uh, be- <laughs> we talked about that before the show with Libby. Why would that it's be attractive? I will buy dinner. you a chicken. Now that yeah. would get my attention.
2: Yeah, not not for dinner. It's because the seller had a chicken coop. So you know, a pro- it would be like uh, offering the wickard family's like, I'll buy you a an acoustic guitar. It's like, I'm oh,
0: interested. Well, okay, yeah, I'm interested. Uh,
2: okay, and then I have another client uh, writing, waiting to hear back. The so, hey, what does it take to be innovative? To show strength? Uh, to be noticed? Uh, I had a client whose agent suggested write an offer where your earnest money is twenty percent of the purchase price. Whoa, that's strong. Which, which in this case was going to be like north of forty thousand dollars. Okay, so obviously
0: the the home shopper has twenty percent to put down. At Correct. Okay. Correct. So that's 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 innovative I haven't seen that that's a new one yes
2: well and so uh, this this client of mine has been just like the best student just like ready to learn learn starving to understand you know smart guy and and wants to realizes he's like you know what oh, what's the metaphor I use I'm not a plumber but I'd like to ask you some questions about plumbing I'm not gonna pretend like I'm a plumber but I'm gonna yeah. ask you right yeah same thing with mortgage so he he had never heard of this, like, jugundus earnest money idea. Right. And so I sat there, he and I were on the phone, and I kind of I sat there for about 12 seconds, and I said, Innovative, let me tell you some of the risks that I see. Because earnest money, it's that good faith money. It's the, yeah. I'm going to, you don't hand your earnest money to the seller. You right. hand your earnest money to a third party, probably a title company who or holds the broker, that the listing right, broker who holds this money over here on the sideline. And and what I said to my client was I know you don't want to think about what if we break up because that's no you and way the seller. to not yeah. not
0: not him and Acuna, but him and the seller, he and the
2: seller break he and up the seller. and what but but it's be, this is a lot of money. And so to think about what happens if we don't arrive at the closing table. And so what I said to him was that if everything works out, it's a great plan, right? Because all you did was send your down payment in advance, right? Just totally fine. But otherwise, if you are trying to break up with the seller with for what could be a very legitimate reason, mm-hmm. that earnest money is Hostage was the word that I used.
0: Right, and you of course directed him to the correct uh, line numbers in the WB11 offer purchase that spells that out. But you're correct; you don't automatically get your earnest money back in
2: Wisconsin. Other states, you do. Yeah, well, and that's exact. I pointed out to him. I said, if you break up with the seller, you have to agree to break up with the seller in writing. right it's not just this isn't normal relationships where, like if one person breaks up with the other there's not a negotiation right you can just break up with somebody you and the seller have to agree to basically dissolve the contract so i want to tell you the next piece of the a little bit of this story here after this next break you're listening to the acunet mortgage and realty show on the biggest stick in the state am620 wtmj important home-buying questions and answers you can count on. This
1: is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ.
0: We've got a text on the old National Bank talking text line, and the question was, hey, when I got my first house back in the 80s, the financial blood pressure or measurement of how much of your gross income you're using to make your mortgage payment, including taxes and insurance, was 28%. And uh, and then when you added everything else, it was thirty six percent. The old twenty eight, thirty six debt to income mm-hmm. ratios. Well, those went out of style when I was still working at MGIC back in nineteen eighty five and eighty six. They went to thirty three, thirty eight. That that was the financial blood pressure, and now it's all a big black box. And and so technically, the highest that uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac will buy is forty nine point nine percent depends on everything else. And um, the other thing I would say about my condo buyer who we have approved at 49.53% total debt to income ratio, yeah, his fiance is actually, or future fiance will be moving in with him. So he will have
2: oh. a So in real life, roommate. he'll be okay. Yeah.
0: In real life, he'll be okay. He's not really yeah. dancing that close to the sun. Okay. Back to your story, David, about the uh, client who eager learner, good student of the mortgage yeah. and real estate craft suggestion was, Hey, you can put down, Uh, once you put down 20% earnest money, which happens to be his entire down payment you shared with me, that's what he's looking to put down. Correct. You were wisely pointing out that, well, you know, breaking up then, you and the the seller have to agree in writing that you can get your earnest money back, so maybe it's not as risk-free. So where did you go from there? Oh, and I want to say one other thing. A big earnest money doesn't trump appraisal wiggle room Mm -hmm. in my book. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to have to pick
2: between the two, I would do appraisal wiggle room. What did this client end so up So the doing? good news is they are doing both in this case. Ooh. Little, little appraisal wiggle room and this strong, earnest money idea. But what I also said, I was like, look, when you because you have to get the seller to agree to break up with you, the seller could, with no contractual, they could just pull from the sky and be like, I'm upset you're breaking up with me, and I would like you to pay me X to Five break grand, up with 10 me. Ten grand, yeah. Right. Which is completely unreasonable but that is a risk and then you end up going to court to um well or you just he, say well you either you decide to go to court to be like I'm not going to pay you 5000 bucks but at some point you're like how much do I have to spend on an attorney to get my $5000 back yeah or and not how much time and all that kind of stuff yeah so yeah.
0: okay so what did they end up doing on uh, appraisal wiggle room which of course means that if the appraisal comes in lower than the agreed-upon sales price well walk
2: me through it so so they so on the earnest money They're not going to do that full tilt like jugundus number But they're going to put like I think maybe 15 or 20,000 bucks in earnest money down strong not not the 5 10 2,000 2,500. This is like a yeah Strong okay, so then on wiggle room this I think this is kind of my favorite version of wiggle room it's the house is listed at X they are writing an offer at $25,000 over the list price. And they said, so long as the house appraises at your list price, X, I will still pay you the top number in my contract. The twenty-five grand over. Over. Which I think is, it kind of, it almost puts it back on the seller to be like, you know, how did you come up with your number? Mm-hmm. Right? If you don't, how, how could you object? It's your list price. How could you object to it appraising for less than your list price? Yep. So I thought that was a bit in between those two things very strong. And just and, in general, 20% down payment. And they're putting
0: 20% down, so that's that's an attractive offer. Mm-hmm. Um the other thing though just to mention, we've said it a million times, and now the Wisconsin Association of Realtors has codified the half truth uh, of assuming, "Hey, if you're writing over the asking price and modifying the appraisal contingency so that it doesn't have to appraise out at that full offer price. Um, the buyer's got to prove that they have the cash to fill that gap oh. for gosh sakes. We've said it a thousand times. No, you don't. Yeah, We can still lend the same amount of money requiring no more cash out of pocket. And in this buyer's case, if the worst happened, wouldn't have to bring a nickel more to closing, and his monthly payment would go up $15.
2: Can I tell you, the, my, my last little bit on this story, I had to point out to the buyer, great student, and and some of this was, you know, you, you have to get, I don't know, comfortable, but you have to recognize what is the marketplace. And he said, you know, if I make this offer and the seller doesn't agree to it or whatever, you know, this is... a I think that's unreasonable and I'm paraphrasing I said you are not negotiating with the seller you are negotiating with other buyers mm-hmm. and what they are willing to do so it's not UV seller it's UV other buyer good point which I think is key in this market its sellers are flooded most times with offers and so it's not you're not negotiating with them you are pitted against your fellow buyers excellent point and you've got a story you
0: told me off the air about a conversation you had with a real estate agent uh who you were calling to put in a good word for your buyers let's let's follow up with that story when we come back you're listening to the academic mortgage and realty show on am620 wtmj wtmj
1: w277cv and wkti hd2 milwaukee from the annex wealth management studios this is news radio wtmj a good karma brand station Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ.
0: And the taller, handsome, younger David Wickard. Hey, you know, it's, real estate is supply and demand, right? Yeah. Like a lot of things. Practically everything. And so I did run the flash number for April because I figure if, you're, if you listed your property, it should be in the MLS, you know, as of this last Friday. Yeah, right, it's not like you're gonna start a listing on a Monday, that would be odd. But maybe maybe this is slightly incomplete. So um, comparing this April to April a year ago, the number of fresh listings is down <clears throat> 36%, meaning there are 873 fewer single-family detached and condos that came on the market last, uh, this month um, in the five-county Milwaukee metro area. Compared to April 2019, listings were down Ooh, 45 percent 1500 fewer listings if it
2: feels tight
0: it is it is okay so you were pitching uh one of your buyers who's got an offer in different one than the one we were just talking about or same one different different one different buyer who's got an offer pending and so you Mm -hmm. call the listing agent what's the general price range and locality of this uh, what county and price Um, range are we in
2: it's it's in the 300s um milwaukee county Okay, and, and the listing, it took my call, you know, as, as I do for all my clients, if, if their buyer's agent believes it would be helpful, call the listing agent and be like, hey, this is David Wickard from Acunet Mortgage, you know, Bob, you just got an offer from agent Bob's client, super strong buyer, he's going to be a slam dunk on my end, I really hope we get to work together on this transaction. Okay, and, and then you I follow,
0: mentioned if they, if they have appraisal wiggle room, of we course. Can, you well, and that. For, hey, they can buy it buyer, even if it's for the,
2: yeah. For this buyer, twenty percent down. So, okay. and then I followed up with a text, uh, because guess what? This agent, busy. This listing agent, they sh- they then replied and said, "Thank you so much. I have gotten a hundred phone calls today about this listing." And even if it wasn't really a hundred, cut it in half, fifty. Yeah, so the so the, the listing agent is busy, yeah, um, but that's how that's how how tight Yeah, how little starved there. was the word that I used last okay. night. How it's okay. how starved the market is when a house comes on th- And even if you so, you know, so one of my thoughts was well if you you know One way to reduce the phone calls is to increase the list price. <laughs> well, t- you were telling me off the air you just had somebody uh, offer 50 over the uh asking yes. price and, and okay how did the appraisal come out david amazing did i mention that the list price is made up so these clients wrote 50k over the list price and the appraisal came in above their contract price and, above the and, agree above the 50 grand over yes and two other pieces the Every appraisal goes through some software and it gets a grade, you know, kind of like A through F. This appraisal got an A plus through yeah. the appraisal software, which means Through the like, Fannie
0: Mae appraisal software, the grading it, software saying. Exactly. It, so, in, so, in other words, what Fannie Mae is saying is we believe this is a rock solid appraisal and appraised value so much so that you, Accident Mortgage, is off the hook yeah relative to the value of this property we will never come back and question the value of this property
2: and the second thing okay they were fifty thousand dollars over the list price the first oh, what price compar- range you're talking about what what price range th- uh, um three hundreds again oh okay the big number first comparable home that the appraiser used was at a value even higher than the contract price okay. which so maybe Maybe the listing agent was using
0: the um, chum the waters, meaning go with a really low uh, asking yes, price, but, list price but to
2: really drive things up. But as I was saying off the air to you, I was like, oh my God, we paid $50,000 over the list price. It's like, okay, again, no, it's didn't. a made up number. As I, uh, uh, Well, you did, but it's the what value. I, yes, but what I said to you was, well, what if every home in Milwaukee was listed at $1? and then you had to write an offer based upon what you thought the house was worth. Does that mean that right. you're paying? That'd be interesting. Does that mean that you're paying this grotesque percentage over the list price? <laughs> yeah, that, that's, a, that's a hyperbolic
0: way to put it, David. I like it. Yeah, Don't so say that's
2: hyper- it's a It's a uh, philosophical way oh, philosophical to phrase
0: way. it. Yeah, you're sure, this is the Acuna Mortgage and Philosophy show. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. So, so obviously um, what we're saying is that uh, it's a tight market out there still for buyers. Bully for you if you're a seller. Although I had somebody telling me, oh, yeah, uh, no, this is a live conversation. Well, what would we do if we sold our home? We can plan that out in advance. Yes. You know, you can go, a lot of people can afford to go buy their next home before they sell their existing yes. one. We're really good at engineering that so that you don't have to feel like it, it doesn't have to be a mystery. Correct. Correct. There are ways to get from one house to the other. So, let us be your guide. Never has it been more important to have a top-notch mortgage company on your side, and our senior loan consultants are good at what they do. They've got me at their disposal as well. Let us be on your team. That's all the time we have for today's show. You've been listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM620 WTMJ. The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands.